What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to Life Relations 360. Last week was week one. It was launch week. We introduced Life Relations 360 to the world. We got some amazing feedback, and I am so thankful for your kind words, your motivation, and I'm so glad that you all are all looking forward to what's to come from Life Relations 360. As I said, last week was our introduction to the world and just what we are looking to achieve here at Life Relations 360, just dealing with day-to-day life, the challenge, the trials, the tribulations, and how you can become stronger as a person and as they say, live your best life. Um, Also talking about relationships in forms of family, romantic relationships, friendships, colleagues, Uh, our faith families, and just how we can be effective and use the proper tools to be the most um, successful we can in those relationships. And so again, I am thankful for you all tuning in. Um, I am so appreciative of your feedback. And a lot of you were just interested in where the podcast was going to go. And um, had some mentions to just how interactive it could be and I too am looking forward to interviews and you know people sitting in and people calling in because I think then as we said before we will get the raw real and uncut and have those conversations that need to be had and pose the questions that we all think but we don't talk about and so I am looking forward to it I am ready to get things going and so Um, This is week two, and where do we go from here? Uh, This is week two, segment two, and I'm thinking compromise is a good way to keep the ball rolling. You know, compromise deals a lot with communication, and so when we compromise, we communicate because we are bringing two sides to the table, and then we're just trying to figure out how do we get to the other side, and so when we compromise, we do deal a lot with communication. Um, I know this week for me was very busy with work and I struggled a little bit taking time to um, utilize self-care and I just want to encourage everybody to always practice self-care. You absolutely need it, your body needs it, your, your mental needs it, emotionally you need it because if you are not your best self, How can you be a help to anyone else? Or how can you go out and have the energy to take on another day? Um, It takes a lot mentally, emotionally, and physically. So do practice self-care. Find out what makes you happy. Find out what relaxes you and puts you in a state of a blank canvas so that you can re-energize yourselves, Um, like I said, to fight another day. And so this week I had to push the button to say stop, cut everything off, and I, I had some time to tune in to DVR because, you know, that's a very quick impromptu self-care I do because I have a lot of shows and sitcoms that I enjoy watching, but I don't necessarily have the time throughout the week to watch them when they air. Um, And so thank the Lord for the invention of the DVR because I can record them and then watch them back in my leisure time. Um, And so this week I was catching up on 
90 Day Fiance. Um, of course, I have, you know, a, a passion about families and couples and, you know, just dynamics of everything. And so this show, I really enjoy watching um, the various couples and their um, how they engage and, you know, just their different relationship challenges. And um, this week I was watching 90 Day Fiance other way um and in this particular series the person from the united states is going over to the other country where they are um with hopes of a proposal and getting married and living their lives now in that other country um a lot of the people on the show, they've had long-distance relationships. Um, they may have vacation together here and there, but they have not spent a great deal of time together. But they proclaim to be in these long-term, serious, you know, purpose-driven relationships, you know? And they are ready to be married and to, you know, live a life with this individual. Um, and the particular couple that stood out to me this week, and um, I just want to spend a little bit of time talking about it because I thought it was very interesting. Um, and it it goes along with compromise because I feel like this person compromised a lot. She put a lot on the back burner um, to go and be with this individual. Um, the couple that I speak of is Jenny and Samit. Um, Jeannie is a 60-year-old Caucasian female. Uh, she is a United States citizen. And she is um, in this long-distance relationship uh, for the last, I think, six or seven years with um, Summit, who is a, <clears throat> excuse me, early 30, um, early 30s-year-old Indian male um, in India. And she's been with him um, long distance. They vacation together here and there. Um, but they have decided to be together. They have plans, as I said, to, to get engaged and to get married. Um, the plan is for Jenny to move over to India and for her to take citizenship there. Um, when I thought about that, I thought, okay, at 60 year old individual who has been in the U.S. her entire life, who has, you know, developed a work, you know, ethic and, you know, accumulated benefits, you know, and retirement and, you know, life after work and just, she has adult children, um, she has grandchildren, she has lifelong friends, I mean, just a home and equity and I mean, my mind just went rampant, you know, because I'm thinking this is a lot. This is a lot that you are going to put in the pot to say, I will set this aside in order to be in this relationship and to move forward. You know, I choose this person. And so um, the particular show that I was watching, um, she's over there in India. Um, and mind you, mind you, like put a footnote here. They are living in a town outside of the town he is from because his parents do not know of Jenny or either they do not condone the relationship with him being in this relationship with a American woman. And so... I mean, hey, let's keep it real. He is hiding her out. You know, um, he's in this relationship with her and they're living outside of the town he lives in. Um, he's told his parents that I'm over here working and I'll be out here. And, you know, if you need to reach me, contact me via phone. Um, and But this is where I will be. 
And so they're living their life and um, allegedly his father is, you know, reaching out to him, reaching out to him. And so he's like, I need to go home to quiet him down so that he doesn't come looking for me and blow the cover of you being here. And so he goes home, um, he comes back um, and they're, you know, just touching base. And of course she has a lot of questions because he's left her there, you know, for like almost a week with, you know, no money, no food. She doesn't speak the language. At one point she tried to go out and find work, but she couldn't even communicate. There was a language barrier with her and the uh, workforce there in India. And so she is just really um, like a fish out of water, you know, in this, this country. And so, of course, she had a lot of questions once he came back to the apartment. And um, he was just saying, you know, he, he just stuck to the story of he was home visiting his dad. And so for some odd reason, he's downstairs, um, I'm assuming taking trash or stepped outside for some reason. Um, Jeannie hears a knock on the door. She goes to the door, um, Samit is at the door, but he's also with an older gentleman. The older gentleman then speaks to Jeannie and is like, hi Jenny, I am so-and-so. Um, they proceed to come into the apartment and this older gentleman is just telling him that he is Samit's father-in-law. He tells her that he, um, Samit, is married to his daughter. So the plot thickens. It turns out that Samit is married. He got a whole wife somewhere, y'all, a whole family somewhere. And um, he has been carrying on this relationship with Jenny, this 60-year-old Caucasian woman from the United States of America. Um, and what I thought was interesting with this relationship, guys, is that they've been in a relationship you know long distance for the last six to seven years but he's only been married for the last two years and so at some point you know he got married physically while he was still in this relationship with Jenny um so I don't know if he felt like you know there was no hope or that you know they had been long term for so long and that you know nothing was going to come of it um and so you know that's how my mind is thinking and so later on, it comes out that he was in an arranged marriage um, because um, the father of the bride, of the wife, ends up calling, you know, Samit's parents there. And so there's about 30 people, she said, in the apartment. Um, they're taking aggressive stance. They're very defensive. They have Samit pinned against the wall. I mean, it's just getting crazy. Like, Pookie, Nene, everybody done showed up, y'all. They in the apartment, and they are charging Samit and holding him accountable for being here in this apartment with this woman uh, when he has in fact, a wife, a family, where he should be. And so um, she's just like, it was very, you know, verbally aggressive. They were very physically aggressive um, to the point where they were asking Samit, you know, was he in fact in love with Jenny? And he, he did. He took a stance and he said, you know, I am in love with Jenny. I want to be with Jenny. Um, but then legal implications came in because they were saying they were going to charge him. Um, and, you know, you have to think about those kind of things when you're in another country. Because, you know, here in the United States of America, we got people with their side pieces all day. And, and, and again, this is just the real raw, uncut Catherine, is that you have people in these outside relationships. Like, I mean, they have made side pieces like 
a glorified thing these days. Um, so if this was a law that we had in the United States of America, where if you were living with someone outside of their home, or if you were seen um, in the company of someone else other than your family, then there could be legal implications, jail times, fines, you know, it could get real, real out here in the United States for some people. And so, you know, Jeannie was just really upset about that because she was saying they took him away um, and she didn't know where they were going to take him. Um, but then they also showed this clip that kind of gave clarity on the legal implications um, for that particular culture. Um, they were just saying that they wouldn't charge Jenny. Uh, with anything because she didn't know and she's you know not from India but they could charge um, submit with a lot so he could be held accountable for his actions um, be, in fact because he was in this arranged marriage and he was in a relationship and living with someone else and so I just thought this whole relationship was it was the juiciest part of the show for me. There's some other couples on there, but this particular one, it really set in when they talked about um, just everything Jenny had given up. And I've been kind of watching the relationship over time. And I think what really chilled my bones was that, you know, she based her entire move on a promise on words from submit you know um she picked up her entire life she sold everything from the furniture in her home to even meeting with the lawyer talking about you know her retirement and her social security i mean she was told that because you are foregoing your citizenship in the united states that you will not be um qualified to you know receive your social security benefits so here you are 60 years old and you've put in you've put in y'all know how it goes they take that money out that paycheck very quick and you've been putting in time all this time and now you're going to forego your citizenship at 60 years old and you will not have access to that that you put in because you are going to take citizenship in another country and and for me I just thought you know that's her entire life that she has given up she is willing to say I will put all of this to the side I will throw everything away to go to India and be with this man because we're gonna get engaged we're gonna get married and so I thought she compromised a lot I think she she gave everything she had and I was so sad to see by the end of the show for the week that she was indeed packing up to go back to the United States of America um, she I'm glad that she stood up and she advocated for herself you know because in order to um, not be disrespected we have to you know we have to be getting respect you know and if you're not commanding respect then you're gonna settle for disrespect and so she stood up for herself and she said you know there's no way that this can work I'm going to pack up and I am going to go back to the United States and I just my heart goes out to her because it's like she basically erased herself off the map you know and now she has to go back and create this new environment for herself um, I really do hope and I'll be tuned in as the weeks come that she is able to 
stop some of the the major um, things that she tried to undo in the United States, um, being that her 90 days did not complete in India. I think she was at about 60 days over there. Um, So I really hope that she's able to come back here in the United States and, you know, regain some of her roots back. Because 60 years old, that's a lot of roots to um, just pull up and move and come back to absolutely ground zero. So that that is my tea of the week. And that, that couple, like I said, they really, I was just zoomed in, zoned in, and they had my attention and I was just in it. I had to see where this is gonna go. And like I said, that's the 90 day uh, fiance the other way. Um, I don't know what day it comes on. Like I said, I DVR it, but um, it comes on weekly and um, it's on TLC. So go check it out, go watch it um, if you're interested in that kind of, you know, TV. Um, But it's a really good one to tune into and just see how these couples are, you know, dealing with day-to-day life with everything they have going on on top of the, the challenges that we have anyway. And so I just thought that was really interesting this week to watch. Um... Moving a little further, um, let's get into compromise. That's what we're all here for, right? We want to talk about compromise this week and just what it looks like for individuals, what it looks like for couples, and just kind of, you know, evaluate ourselves and see where we are um, in our level of compromise. Uh, When I was looking to see, you know, just compromise as it relates to individuals um, versus compromise how it relates to uh, relationships. Uh, Compromise with your, you know, when you think about it as an individual, um, I think of compromise can be you can compromise with your work, you can compromise with your education, you can compromise with, you know, of course, with, you know, friends and family, you can compromise with just um, morals and values and ethics, you know, like you, those are things you come against daily as an individual that you may have to compromise, or you may be put in a situation where you feel you have to. Um, and I want to just say that every time you feel like you're in a situation where you have to compromise, it doesn't mean that you fully, that you have to, just because you feel that you have to, you do not have to. Um, that is the power of of you choosing you and what you want to do. You know, don't ever feel like you have to compromise your values. You know, your values is what makes you you. And don't ever feel like you have to compromise that for um, a romantic relationship. Don't feel like you have to compromise it with a friendship or even at work with a boss that's intimidating. You know, if this is something that you're passionate about, this is something that you you know have a stance on, then feel free to stand on that and be who you are. Because at the end of the day, our values is what makes us unique. It's what sets us apart. And so we have to be firm on what we feel passionate about, okay? Um, also, mistakes don't equal compromise. A lot of people, they go through things and they just feel like, you know, this mistake is going to equal, you know, me having to compromise or me compromising myself. And I think that, you know, 
for me, I think a mistakes are just a stepping stone. You know, I think when we initially go through them, we think that it's the end of the road. We think of it as something that will put us this scarlet letter on us and we won't be able to bounce back from it. But I really truly believe that, as I said before, we go through something to learn a lesson. And then we we learn that lesson to tell someone else. And so don't ever think that, you know, just because you've made a mistake and you've been through something that you are now compromised or you have to compromise and do what society would have you to do um, because that that's not the case. Also, commit to remaining true to yourself. You know, when we think about compromising, you know, we think about, okay, we're going to have to bend and wiggle and, you know, fold a little bit, but, you know, you have to stay true to yourself. If it's, if it's something you are firm about, um, there are ways of compromising where it's a positive, you know, you don't want to think of compromise as subtracting anything from yourself. You want to compromise so that it's a positive compromise. Um, and so you just want to be very receptive. You want to be open. Um, but at the same time, you want to stay true to yourself. Compromise, you know, as a, an individual, it could be very tricky because with with compromise if you compromise too much you know it's said to be not a good thing and I was thinking about that and I was like well maybe that's someone who is just always compromising so I I think of that as like a bandwagon person you know someone who doesn't really have a say someone who doesn't stand up and advocate for themselves someone who doesn't really have a favorite this or that they're just hey whatever you want to do whatever color you like whatever you want to eat wherever you want a vacation you know and I think that's a person that is just you know <laughs> they compromise too much and so being in that place you're again you're not truly staying true to yourself you're not putting what you want out there um you're not making a mark on the paper you know you're not making an imprint in the world because you are just on the coattail and you're on the bandwagon and you're being safe you're you're playing it neutral but at the same time what satisfaction are you getting from this where is your happiness what are you achieving what are you getting out of that compromise and so you always want to think about that and to say you know when in regards to my long-term happiness how is this compromise helping that how is this compromise getting me closer to that and that's what you want to think about um and I guess for on the other hand someone who doesn't compromise at all that won't be good either you know if you are a person who is very headstrong a person who is what they say stubborn and bullheaded and you're not interested in hearing what others have to say you know your way is the right way and you know I'm not interested in trying others then that puts you in a place where 
you're not very easy to, to, to work with, to communicate with. You're not easy to be in a relationship with. Um, it's just not a really happy place. Um, and I know we see a lot of times in reality TV and in movies and you have this person who may um, be a person that does not compromise at all. A person who is, you know, living and breathing off of power and who enjoys being in the place that they're in. Um, and at the end of the day, it's just like there, there is um, inside, there's some unhappiness there you have to tap into. You know, there's a sense of loneliness, you know, because you're not engaging others. You're not learning from each other, from others. You're not hearing someone else and, and learning about someone else. You're just only living your truth. You're only staying in your lane. Um, and I think sometimes we have to step outside of the box. We have to try things and we have to see things in a different light. I think sometimes we we have a fear that you know someone will will do it better or that way may feel better or we may feel you know insignificant if we you know we wasn't the ones who figured it out but I think a lot of times it, it's it's a much better outcome when you put multiple heads together. You know, things become so colorful. They become so elaborate. And I mean, it just, it's so, I, I enjoy comprehensiveness. And so if I can get any kind of interdisciplinary team or if I can get any kind of, you know, panel together, like to me, that brings, um, a much better outcome than just having this one person and this one view and not being open to different sides of things. Um, and so I think you have to learn to um, compromise. Um, and I mean, I can be transparent a little bit and say that I know I struggle with compromise. I know I have you know, sometimes where I feel like, oh, I'll just go ahead and do it this way because it's quicker and I know how to do it. Um, but then I have to stop and think about, you know, the bigger picture, you know, and, and like I said, because I enjoy um, working with others so much and, you know, getting those different views and um, perspectives, then that kind of pushes me all the time to want to, you know, push the envelope and to push myself to, to, you know, intermingle a little bit. And so here is hear others and, you know, try new things. Um, because I think that from there we become, our lives can become much more rich and we can, you know, grow and learn things and we have something to share and to, to give to others. And I think that that's a good thing for us to do. As humans, you know, we want to say we don't need others. We want to say we don't need to, you know, work with others. But there's something, something very therapeutic about it when you can um, work with others and come to an end uh, result of something. And it's just much more, like I said, full the fullness of it. Um I think with relationships, you think about the fullness of things and just like that, that end picture and that satisfaction of things and, you know, compromise for relationships, it, it looks similar because, you know, at the end of the day, it's one person giving something up or extending themselves uh, for the greater good of the relationship, you know, and they are, you know, thinking of it in a positive way rather than, you know, a sacrifice. 
you know, we talked about that earlier, just always thinking of compromise as a positive thing. Um, that is not a sacrifice. I know a lot of couples that I've worked with over time and they see compromise sometimes as that they're putting themselves on the back burner, um, that they are giving up something for the relationship. And I think when you're dealing with two individuals coming together, you have to think of it as a an addition that, you know, this is going to get us one step closer to um, our long term term happiness this is gonna help us and not hinder us you know and compromise is not to subtract from anything compromise should be positive it should be an addition it should be something that is pushing you further towards your goal Um, so if you're in a relationship and you feel like when you're sitting to compromise that it is subtracting from you that it is not helping the relationship in any way and that it is pushing you away from that goal then you have to go in and evaluate what are we doing Um, how is our communication affecting our compromise what are we missing Um, because compromise should in fact be uh, meaningful and it should be putting you in a better place going forward Uh, compromise you know it's negotiating it's negotiating and so when you're negotiating you know you want to be sure both sides are being heard you don't want to come to the table and with loud and defensiveness and closed off and with a wall up because both sides need to be heard clearly so that you can then take these two sides and figure out how are you going to meet in the middle if you don't have all of the facts if you're not hearing each other you know thoroughly then how can you meet in the middle um, and so I know a lot of couples, they, it tends to become a, a screaming match and everyone's yelling on top of each other um, when I think, and I think that's when things get missed because we're not hearing each other um, effectively. I know you all, you know, for those who have been to counseling or, you know, you watch counseling on TV, because I have a lot of people ask me questions about counseling on TV and I tell them all the time. Mm, yes and no like yes it looks like that no it doesn't look like that because I think I think a lot of times what they portray on TV is like you know just like stereotype typical type stuff of what counseling looks like um but I think um good exercises to hear an individual is you know paraphrasing repeating back to them what you think you're hearing Um, So that you make sure you have all the bits and pieces and phrase, you know, the facts. um, So that you can best negotiate and find uh, the best place for you to be in. Um, I think a lot of times with compromise, you don't want to end up in a situation where one person in the relationship is compromising more than the other. I see that happens a lot as well. And compromise shouldn't feel like every time you sit down to talk to your mate, you are compromising and they are getting what they're asking for. There has to be some give and take. And again, I struggle with this. Um, My 
poor boyfriend. <laughs> he is the compromise king. He compromises so much. And I push this man, y'all. I push him, God bless him, to the ends of the world with things. Because I just, I, I like to be heard. And, you know, I like to present my case very thoroughly. And, you know, I feel that my way is, is going to be good if you just see it my way, you know. And, you know, he's always about, okay, we both need to be heard. And I'm, I thank God for him because it reminds me of, you know, what I know to be true, what I know to be good um, practice in relationships is you have to be in it to win it with your mate to the point where you can tell them you're important I'm important how can we get to where we're trying to get together I think when you discredit your mate I think when you always feel like you're doing things the right way you discredit them you discredit them and you you make them feel unimportant and so I challenge you the next time you're in a situation, if you could just pull yourself back and say, you know what, your thoughts and views are important. My thoughts and views are important. You know, how can we put these together and get to where we need to be? Because a lot of times when you acknowledge to someone that you're saying some good stuff, I hear you, you're doing good, or you know, you're an awesome person, you're important in my life, I want you here. I think when you can acknowledge that, then I think that kind of, it kind of um, lightens the negotiation a little bit, because you, you've acknowledged that I see you, um, you're here, and what you're saying is important to me, uh, and more important, you're important to me. Um, and so I, I, I think I have to always work on doing that. And I know others, you know, we have to step back and say, you know, remember what we're doing. Um, and so I think that that's very important to not discredit your mate, to always be open and receptive to what it is they are saying. Um, and then always think of that goal bucket hashtag goal bucket like this is gonna get us closer to that goal you know we are negotiating to meet in the middle to keep going forward we don't want to go backwards we don't want we don't want the the negotiation to go left um we don't want to get to the point where we are building up walls and we come to the table defensive uh you just want to come there and be open be receptive and be heard as well as hear your partner as well um, like I said, communication, it deals a lot with um, compromise because it's a lot of communication and, you know, receptive hearing them, expressively communicating your point across and just reaching uh, a middle ground. So compromises, compromise can be challenging, but compromise can be a good thing. Um, I think it helps in relationships when there is positive compromise it helps both people to feel feel good about themselves to feel good about the relationship I think it, it does something for a couple when they compromise effectively they have a sense of partnership you know like I'm important you're important you know we're on the team 
you know, we, you know, we're, we're making assists and you're doing slam dunks. Like we are a partnership. We work well together. I think it does a lot for the morale of relationships to, to just work together and to achieve, achieve things. And then just to know that you're heard by your partner and that they genuinely want the best, you know, for the relationship and that they, they really enjoy your desires and they want you to have them. I think that's, that's an amazing feeling to have. And so, I mean, I challenge y'all and, you know, I work on it every day in my relationship. So I can't tell you anything that I don't, you know, work on every day. And then also, you know, what the book says, I can tell you that. But I know I am on the hashtag struggle bus with compromise. And so I wanted to start there because, you know, as I share week to week in these podcasts, you know, I'll share, you know, some of my life experiences that I've had in my, you know, my current relationship and past relationships. You know, I'm also going to share, you know, spiritual, you know, aspect of stuff. I mean, I also can share, you know, what the book says, theoretical aspect of things, but I don't ever want to talk about things as if I don't struggle with them Um, because, you know, being transparent and, you know, sharing with you guys things is is what I'm here for. Um, And so I challenge you to ask me questions, you know, anything you want to know, anything you want to talk further about that, you know, we may have just merely touched on in our compromise chat today that you want to talk about further, um, anything you want to expand on, uh, feel free to reach out. And we can definitely have that talk or, you know, we can um, bring some more um, information on it in the weeks to come. Um, I wanted to wrap up by sharing this credo that I found. I thought it was really neat. Um, Over the years, I've just, I've collected so many resources and so many cool little things. And as I was going through, I found this one and it starts by saying that you and I are in a relationship that is important to me, yet we are also separate persons with our own individual values and needs, so that we will better know and understand what each of us values and needs. Let us be open and honest in our communication. Whenever I'm prevented from meeting my needs by some action of yours, I will tell you honestly and without blame, how I am affected, thus giving you the chance to modify your behavior out of respect for my needs. And I want you to be as open with me when my behavior is unacceptable to you. And when we experience conflict in our relationship, let us agree to resolve each conflict without using power to win at the expense of the other losing. We will always search for a solution that meets both of our needs. Neither will lose, both will win. Whenever you are experiencing a problem in your life, I will try to listen with acceptance and understanding in order to help you find your own solutions rather than imposing mine. And I want you to be a listener for me when I need to find solutions to my problems because ours will be a relationship that allows both of us to become what we are capable of being. We will want to continue relating to each other with mutual concern, caring, and respect.
I thought that was beautiful. I read through it and I said, I have to share with um, the week of compromise because this is amazing. It pretty much lays out everything we've talked about. Just, you know, staying true to who you are at the same time, you know, being open to partnership and teamwork. Um, having that mutual respect and care and concern for one another that you know what I hear you you're important to me I'm important as well but I want us both to win you know compromise is not about losing it's about winning and I think that thinking of it in that way and seeing that it's an addition to your life, it's not a subtraction, it's to win, it's not to lose, then compromise can become um, a much more easier thing for us to do in day-to-day life. So I challenge you going ahead as an individual. I challenge you, you know, working effectively in your relationships that you use compromise as a positive, that you use compromise to be something good, that you are hearing other sides, that you are trying and you are exploring other sides. Um, And I just encourage you to win because being in a partnership Being in a relationship, you know, being on, you know, um, a team at work, being, you know, working on boards in the church, you are there to have something greater. You are there to achieve a goal. So think of it as how do I get there? How do I take all these different sides and all these perspectives and put them and use them for my good, you know? And so, I challenge you to do that. And like I said, I look forward to seeing um, and hearing how things are going in terms of compromise for you. All right, guys. So we want to move forward. Next week is week three. And I look forward to chatting with you all again. Uh, Compromise has been it's been a challenge (laughs) for me to talk about compromise um, and to not have um, a biased perspective on compromise. Um, And like I said, I I think this podcast is going to be a, a good thing for both of us because, you know, as I'm talking week to week about different topics, um, some that maybe, you know, I may feel expertise that I have expertise in some I may feel like is a challenge to me in my day-to-day life I feel like that's how we will grow together so again I want to pray for you guys and then we'll go ahead and be done dear heavenly father we thank you for this time together we thank you for just bringing us here with open hearts and receptive minds God, right now, we ask that you just forgive us of our sins, known and unknown. Forgive us of our shortcomings, God. Just forgive us of anything that was not of you. God, I want to just say that be with each and every person that's listening right now, Father God. I ask you just be with their families, be with their homes. Let your hands just 
provide a protection around them, God. And God, I ask you to just be with them as they go forward and compromise and communicating, God, that you would just help them to, to make the best choices and to, to be heard as well as to hear others, God. And God, I just thank you for everything that you're doing. I thank you for everything that you're gonna do in our lives and with Life Relations 360, God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, so we have had an awesome time together. Seems like our podcasts and our talks are getting longer. I feel like there's more I could share with you right now, um, but we're going to save it and bottle it up and put a top on it, put a pin in it, <laughs> and we will come back next week and we will continue to talk and follow up and catch up. But again, this week, make compromise a good thing. Um, see compromise in a positive way. And remember that it's an addition to you, not a subtraction. All right, y'all be blessed. Bye.